Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We have broken down pretty much everything we can. Uh, by the way, Colorado State, with that Hail Mary, Paul included it in the open to beat Boise State, uh, who's now lost in a last-second field goal to UCF and then that. But uh, we have kind of dug into everything. Jacob Unruh, the Oklahoman, he covers Oklahoma State and joins us now on 365 Sports. Jacob, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. So what has Oklahoma State done to kind of get themselves out of a hole, or is it they just kept doing what they do? Um, they did a little bit of what they, did, what they normally do, but I think it's a big thing is they got the offensive line settled in and Dalton Cooper went to left tackle late in that uh, um, South Alabama loss, and that solidified things. And now they're looking at, you know, a better cohesive unit that has led to more, you know, better blocking. And, and I think you can't overlook selling on a quarterback and a running back. You know, you got Alan Bowman and Ollie Gordon, and they're both taking off in various ways. And I just don't think you can overlook that um, impact, but it really just starts at offensive line. It's an offensive line the first three games, two and a half, two, two and – three quarters, whatever you want to say, was really, really bad. And now they've got that fixed. It's really taken this offense to a different level. Jacob, with, with Alan Bowman settling in as the starter, um, I, I think one of the things, like nothing's been spectacular, but they it appears that they've adjusted the offense and the play calling to just uh, let him do what he's, he's really good at and not try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, you know, I think um, he's getting more and more comfortable. Losing those reps early in the year and the quarterback battle kind of hurt, I think, and slowed him down. But they built this offense to where Bowman can succeed. Uh, he doesn't have to do too much. Um, you know, they want him to throw the ball away. He's, he's real quick to throw the ball away when necessary. He he makes adjustments. He, he runs better than I thought he did. But he's a game manager, too, at the same time. And he's not turning the ball over. Um, you know, Mike said today that he'd like to see him set his feet more and, and not have some of those off-balance throws because it's creating some dangerous situations. But um, for the most part, though, you got to be pleased with him because he's making good decisions. He reads the field well. Um, 
you know, and he's getting aided by Ollie Gordon, obviously. But I think when you look at Bowman, this is what they expected, a veteran leader, a guy that teams can rally around, that doesn't make a lot of mistakes and doesn't take unnecessary risks. Well, you mentioned it there, Jacob. The other part of that offensive equation, along with the line, that was, you know, that, that obviously was the starting point. But Bowman and, and then Mr. Ollie Gordon the second, right? Uh, the last three weeks yeah. just blowing up on the scene. Uh, huge performances. I know he had, you know, the big game uh, at the end of the year last year against West Virginia. Uh, but how much of this was expected? And just how impressed have you been by what you've seen here over the last month or so from Ollie Gordon? You know, I, I, you, I expected a big season out of Ollie um, based on how he finished last year and the classes we saw before that. But I don't know that we expected quite to this extent where they're giving the ball 18, 21, 29 times in three straight games. Um, and he's, you know, last week was the first player since 1989 to have 100 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving in a game uh, for OSU. And um, the, the kind of moves that he makes and – with the football and his ability to catch the ball and the energy he brings um, has been really impressive. Um, and really the energy stands out to me because it seems like OSU seems to feed off of him. You know, that he was the closer in those first two games of the season when they won and was the closer to South Alabama, but you couldn't run too much because they were so far behind. They were throwing the ball more. But the more Ollie gets the ball, the better the team is, the better Ollie gets, the better everything gets. And so they figured that out, and they're going to keep riding him as long as they can. Now I think they're going to slow down at times because you've got to keep him healthy, and um, 29, 29 carries a game isn't going to be feasible, especially unless you caught the ball here night too. So I think they're going to have some balance there, but you've got to ride Ollie as long as you can, especially as hot as he is right now. So as we're sort of here at the halfway point, things are starting to turn for the better for them. When you look at this offense now, what do you see that's still, I guess, a little bit of a concern? And, and just kind of how do you view them now moving forward? Is everything sort of settled in, or, or what are the question marks remaining, you think, still for uh, for them uh, in the long run? Well, I think you know, there's no question marks on how long the offensive line holds up. Uh, you know, Dalton Cooper got hurt there today. Um, Gunny expecting to practice this week, but Jake Springfield flipped over there, that side of the line, and, and filled in very, very well. But um, I just don't know how long you expect the line to hold up. Uh, throughout the whole season because there's going to be injuries happen, things like that. But um, I look forward, you know, that to be the biggest concern still moving forward and how Ollie Gordon holds up at this point too because you get other guys involved just to uh, keep him fresh. And so I think that's the biggest question. Um, and also I think you got to advance Alan Bowman more and get more out of him. He's not throwing a ton of touchdowns. you got to get more into the passing game. By the way, uh, Jacob, I'm not sure exactly when you started covering Oklahoma State, but – uh, Ollie Gordon, and I brought this up, and I know there's nothing to do with Stillwater, but then again, it does as a workhorse. In high school, in a playoff game, he had 49 carries for 455 yards against Allen, where Kyler Murray came from. He wasn't there at the time. So he loves getting carries. I mean, most running backs do. Yeah. But that's something, if you did not know that, that's kind of a, a, a nice little historical nugget. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, I, I knew he was a quarterback in high school, and did a lot for his high school and, did, and things like that and, and loves carrying the ball. And he's talked about it. He gets stronger the more he gets the ball. Um, you know, so I'm interested to see how, they, how far they push him because he's a big kid, you know, 6'1", 6'2", um, can really run. And it was funny talking to Mike Gunny today. He said the biggest concern they had with him coming out of high school, and it was a big concern for, I guess, a lot of different programs, was they are worried about his speed, if he has enough speed to play running back at this level. And he's answered that. And he, he was funny, though. He said, if anything – if he doesn't have the speed, we'll just put him a linebacker. So they, uh, they had a spot for him, but uh, it's easy really working out a running back for him. 
What is it about Mike Gundy that allows him to navigate through the any kind of noise that ever pops up around him? You know, I, that's a good question. He's, I mean, he's very secure in himself, obviously. But, um, you know, I think Mike uh, has created a bubble for himself in a lot of ways, too, where a lot of the noise doesn't really bother him and stuff, too. And, and he's got security. I mean, that contract, I think, can allow him to kind of navigate through a lot of stuff in mm-hmm. general because it's, it's kind of a lifetime good deal at this point. And um, the buyout's really high. And um, Not that I'm saying that's what he rides on there, but – there's a lot of there's a lot of security, a lot of faith for himself, considering that you know he's about to be involved in his 400th game as a cowboy on Saturday as a player or coach, and so um, that's a huge milestone, and that just kind of you know gives you know plays into the longevity and the value of Gundy to this program because he came here in 1986, a hotshot quarterback from Midwest City, played four seasons, uh, made an impact there, um, and then now he's turned this program. You know he had him back there on some winning seasons, and now. He's, he's brought even more to the program. So I think, you know, when he, you know, he faces tough scenarios, stuff like that, um, he's been there, done that at this point, OSU, and knows how to get through it. How is the defense holding up in your estimation? I know there were some moments, uh, you know, last game, but they were pretty good against a very stout Kansas running game. Uh, just what have you seen through them for the halfway point? I like what I've seen from the defense. You know, I think this three three five is good. It's, good. it's not perfect. Um, and it's not go- It was never going to be the first season, but I like that. You know, they, they do stop the run well. They focused heavily on that last week. Um, a couple of those long touchdowns from Bean were to him extent, and were, were him extending the play and allowing his receivers to, to get open after five, six, seven seconds, you know. And um, that that was a little troublesome. They've had some some struggles in the secondary safety primarily. Um, some of that's injury-related. Lyric Rawls is out for the year. And, but now they're, you know, they're going with two really young guys there, Cameron Epps and, and Dylan Smith and, um, that's been interesting. Trey Rucker has really struggled in coverage of safety, but is really good against the run. Um, so they pick on the safeties a little bit, but they've got a really good pass rush. They unleashed Colin Oliver late in the, the game the other night, who's the, their best pass rusher by a mile. Um, moved a linebacker, and uh, he's adjusted well. Nick Martin's been a really big surprise and uh, pleasant surprise, really, for OSU at the middle linebacker position. And, um, you know, had 17 tackles against Kansas State. So he's you know, they're getting the right pieces there in defense. I like when the defense is moving. Uh, they can just get the safety position kind of lined out. Jacob, thank you for your time. Uh, again, from the Oklahoman on 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.